I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Friday. Phoenix and the Lakers getting a lot of betting action. Yesterday, big money on the Suns. Now some money back on the Lakers to win the series, to advance. The Lakers only 60% chance. We got two toss-ups in the NBA series. Portland and Denver, toss-up. Knicks and Hawks, toss-up. Both are about even money here in Vegas. The highest-rated game on ESPN in over two years? It was that Warriors-Lakers game. Now the Warriors go tonight to see if they make the playoffs. Does the NBA maybe have a vested interest? Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm RJ live on a Friday, live in Las Vegas, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. We got a special show today. Why? Because we're at the cusp of the NBA playoffs tipping off. And we're going to go through, and we don't do this often, but we're going to have a conversation on each of the series, give you the odds on them give you some professional tips, and then at the end of the show, I'm going to give you my best bet of the any series, the one I'm betting the most on. And McKenzie is stepping into the spotlight. He's got a prop bet on tonight's game that I love. I love this first best bet that he's taken off the rubber band for for us, and I love it. I'm the pro in L.A. He's the Joe, Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, we are almost at the start of the playoffs in the NBA. We've got one more play-in game to go later on tonight. So what is the Vegas lead here on this Friday? Well, if we're going to go through the series, which I think is by far the best way to spend our time, let's start with that Lakers-Phoenix series. And yesterday it got almost down to pick them. I mean, it was right in that range, shockingly, at the sharper books. It's back up now, Lakers minus 150. So you got to bet a buck and a half to win a buck. And if you like Phoenix, a buck wins you like a buck 30. So it's not that far from 50 50. I think we start there. Yeah, and it's game one that tips off this Sunday, and this, of course, after the Lakers' epic win over the Golden State Warriors the other night. They clinched the seven seed to take on the number two seed Phoenix Suns. The game one line is already up at pregame.com, and it sees Phoenix a three-point favorite. Now, let's think about what that game one line means. And let's think about how you can convert a game line into a series price. So home court advantage, typically in the NBA playoffs, we'd say three and a half points. Since the fans are going to be less than 100% capacity, we'll bring it down. I think it's fair to say two, two and a half. And I would make that based on the team uh, and, and their general home court. Phoenix? Mm, I'm going to say two. 
Because it's remember, it's not just how good the home team is at home. It's how good the road team is on the road. And the Lakers, with a massive amount of experience uh, with LeBron. Now, obviously, if you think it through and you say, wait a minute, I'm confused. Phoenix Suns are favored by more than their home court advantage. Meaning more than two points. They're a three-point favor. Why aren't they favored in the series? Think about it. If you say in game one of a series, the home team is favored by more than the road team or more than the home court advantage, what does that tell you? It tells you the home team is the better team. Now, if the home and away team are even with home court, it might be maybe minus 130 now. Usually it's minus 160. But again, home court's down. So let's say if these were even Steven teams, Phoenix's home court may be minus 135 in the series. But somehow they're plus 130, except the line in game one says they're a better team. The only way this makes sense, the only way is the belief that whatever it is that ails the Lakers, if it's LeBron not being 100%, if it's a lack of cohesion amongst the players that haven't played all that much, that it's supposed to get better as the series progresses. Nothing else makes sense to me. Does anyone else see any reason how you can have the Lakers, the road team, the seventh seed, favored in the series, and... The home team, Phoenix, be favored by more than home court advantage in game one. Anyone see it? McKenzie, you see it? No, it's got to be the anticipation that the Lakers can get back to that championship level. Do you see any rationale for that, Jonas? I, I, the only thing I can think of is that they expect the Lakers to be a little fatigued coming off an emotional game against the Golden State War or against uh, the Warriors the other With, night. But, but three days rest? That's that. That's the only thing I can think. And, and I wonder, and if you bring up the point where, all right, so the Suns are expected to win this game, but they're expected to lose the series. So yes. what is what is the series price going to be if Phoenix wins this game and they only need three more to win the series? See, I think game one is actually a huge game, especially for Phoenix. Because if they lose game one, yeah. For whatever reason, this kind of disconnect between game one and the rest of the series is they wouldn't even take advantage of that. And then who is going to be demoralized more? The team that had the number two, that worked hard, that played hard. It wasn't just for my big bet cash it w- to win the Pacific. <laughs> it wasn't just that. Th- I mean, literally, from my estimate, a thousand plus people betting it across the country. Some getting better odds than me at 12 to one, which I don't like, but I do. I wish I had it too. But the fact of the matter is, they played hard to be the number two seed. If they lose the home court advantage and the momentum of the series in the first game, oh man, I think that's demoralizing. So I'm not great. I mean, this, first off, I, I wouldn't even guess on this one because it's so irrational. What is it? So no one, there is no rational reason. No. That Phoenix now now what we do need to say is betting markets though they should be correlated are not a hundred percent correlated. You'll see us meaning correlated means one affects the other, 
And this is like back in the old days. Uh, they used to arbitrage like soybeans because the guys that had computers that were super fast could buy soybeans in the Middle East, sell them in Chicago, and make like a half a cent per order. But they're doing it millions of times, and they make money. That's how the old school hedge funds used to do it. Now the markets are so efficient. It's hard to do that in the financial world. Here, though, you could make the case a different group of people are betting the series price than the group of people betting the game. So, thus, one group that's betting the game could say, oh, yeah, Phoenix is the better team. Phoenix all the way. By three? Yeah, that makes sense. The other group could say, oh, no, no, no. Phoenix is the number two seed, but the Lakers are better. But here's my question. Who's sharper, the game betters or the series price batters? My sense is, I, I kind of feel like the I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever been so confused about a game in a series <laughs> because, in general, a lot of people just don't bet series prices. Like, for every $30, $20 batter, they're not betting series price. They're betting the game they're going to watch on TV. So, that makes me think that the series is a more savvy market. And that's I would say, okay, the squares are going with on the game, and the sharps are going in the series. But then if you think about it, the public loves to bet the Lakers no matter what. So, they're betting the game just as much. I got to tell you something. I'm befuddled. <laughs> Now, what I know for sure is this game, and I'm R.J. Bellwar straight out of Vegas, and you know something? I don't often quote Plato, but as Plato said through the mouth of Socrates, a man who knows what he doesn't know knows a lot. I don't know what's going on in this Laker game and in the series. Another thing that confuses me, almost always the analytics gurus the ones that get the podcast that has like 800 listeners, but they are so solid in the numbers. And the sharps, the wise guys, they don't always bet or are on the same side, but they rarely disagree. Meaning you'll see it that the analytics people are like toss up and the betters are on a team. But to have the betters going one way and the analytics better or the analytics people going the other is rare. I listened to probably three podcasts in the last 48 hours in which they said, wait a minute, this series opened up Lakers minus 300, which that number did flash as we talked about. Boy, I thought that was probably a decent number. What are you telling me now? The Lakers, and these are the analytics people, the Lakers are what, only minus 150? They're like, I'm betting this now. They were betting on air, these analytics people, you know, on the podcast. And it was like... You know what the public's going to think if you just go to a bar and say, and you know Barney's there and Freddie Fanny Pack, and you say Lakers, Suns, a mm, little bit more than a toss up. You got to bet a little bit extra on the Lakers. They're going to be lined up to bet the Lakers. So if the public's going, if the books offer a price, the public salivates over. Be very scared of that bet because the betters are saying, oh you. Wait a minute. Analytics guys, you want to bet the Lakers? And Barney at the bar, you want to bet them? Bring it on. Come on. Take off the rubber band. It's almost they're challenging them. I, I, I don't quite think I've ever seen anything like it. 
I'm not going to make a bet on this one, but I'll tell you this. If I had to bet this series, force bet, I'm taking the Suns because this is so curious. There has to be a reason behind it. Think about water. You spill water and it flows a certain way and it's downhill. That makes sense. Hey, water. But imagine if you dump water out and it flows uphill. I'm not sure what's going on, but I'm not betting against that water that's going against gravity. And I'm telling you right now, this betting action on the Lakers or the lack of it or the lack of line movement, the fact the Lakers are so cheap right now is literally like water running uphill. I don't understand it, and it means there's serious belief in the Suns here. Serious belief. Closing thoughts in the game, John. Do you think that there's going to be more action coming in on this game late? Meaning, and you made the point, the you know sharper betters bet the series price as opposed to you know the average betters or bad betters like me. And a lot of that is patience. I don't have the patience to wait around for a series to end. So I want quick hitters. I want quick action. Do you think that? Oh, because it's still it's a Sunday noon Pacific time plus uh, uh, tip off. Do you think that there's going to be enough action that comes in that's going to justify? where these lines are at well listen it's well known and i don't hide it i don't love bookies cockroaches cockroaches yeah but if there's one thing they do exceptionally well it's they read the public teams and understand where to put that number where they make it kind of attractive so it gets bet up a little bit but it doesn't get bet up too much because they don't want to take a bunch of bets at a cheap price so, if you would have asked the average fan, what's the chance of the Lakers winning this series? I think the average fan would have said 80%. You know? So, when it opened in the minus 300 range, it's like, okay, but it moved so quickly. It was like, that was almost like, that's what it should have been, the 300, it feels like. And the fact it went up and it just immediately disappeared and then reopened back up, like, what was it, McKenzie? Minus 180? Yeah. I'm, that is curious. It's almost like someone got the almanac from uh, Back to the Future or something right at the last minute, took it down and put up some crazy price that says Lakers, 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 because that's all they're going to get. <laughs> and I will say one more thing. It's just one person's opinion, but John Hallinger, the guy who invented PER, probably the most respected metric for player performance, former front office guy for the Grizzlies, you know, in the athletic, he picked the Suns to win the series. So what does that mean? One guy. But boy, oh boy, when you have a savvy guy like that and you got the, again, the bookie saying bring it on, the only thing that makes sense as I really talk this through is it got out somehow. L.A.'s a big town that LeBron's more hurt than we think. That maybe he hurt himself at the end of that game. Who knows? But this, this line just looks so funny. You know, I, people sometimes say, you know, I like the favorite here, and I like it even better. You know, I liked them at six, but I love them at seven. It's like, wait a minute, you're laying, you could lay six, but you like them better laying seven. And it's like some people want to know that everyone's betting with them, right? This line is so funny I think the squares of the squares are going to be just like thinking it's, oh, it's a sale. Sale on the Lakers. The bookies don't put teams like the Lakers on sale. Jonas, you as a, this is probably last thought on this one. And this is probably something that you can answer better than me. How often 
do you look at one of the most public teams in the sport? So a Tom Brady team, uh, Patrick Mahomes. I'm talking about the highest level, Dodgers. And, and you, as a squarish batter, will say, amongst that group, you're sharp. But, you know, you like the public teams that you think, oh, my God, this is so cheap. Yum, yum, yum. Give me more. How often do you feel that? The only other time I can think of it is a Floyd Mayweather fight. That's the only the, because there was so much popularity because everybody wanted against to the see, UFC guy. McGregor. Yeah, everyone wanted to see Mayweather lose so bad, and even some other fights that Mayweather had. They wanted to see him lose so bad that there was so much emotional money that went on the other side. That I thought, how is this line not more than what it than what it's at right now? But I would make the point, and I would strongly that in the UFC you're not square. In boxing you're not square. You're sharper than me. So you saw it as. Hey, everyone should see Mayweather's the pick. But what most, I mean, I covered that fight. What most people felt in that fight was, hey, Mayweather's getting old and and, and this McGregor's great. They don't even, probably didn't realize what the rules were. (laughs) So, I mean, I made, and I tweeted this ticket out. I made a monster. I I think it was 15,000 I bet on Mayweather to collect, what was it? uh, Five, was it 300, minus 300 or minus 500? I I think it was in in between three and five. I I want to say minus 420 is a number that I, that I think of. So to me, I agreed with you, but if you just went around and asked casual fans, they didn't. So what you're saying is you can't think of a time that Tom Brady should be laying seven, but he's laying two. I can't. No. And and then you add in the thing that I could have said, listen, it's just the people, you know, people just like the Suns here. But to then see it where the Suns are minus three, there's just no explaining that. Home court's two. Phoenix is the better team, is what the game one is saying. And as we keep talking this through, I think that what we're seeing here is a strong belief against uh, amongst professionals on the Suns. They're betting them game one. They're betting them series. And because game one doesn't have the public really super involved yet, Suns are still even minus three. I think I probably drift down a little. Since the public isn't going to get super involved in the series price, it means that it's more towards the Lakers. <laughs> I got to tell you something. I was befuddled yesterday when it was almost pick them, but to see it once again that Phoenix is even getting more support in the game itself, it really is one of the more shocking things I've seen in sports betting in what has it been, 30 plus years. And what I would say is be careful with the Lakers. I mean, again, the bookies, I remember last word on this. I was maybe 23, 24, graduated college. I had played a ton of cards in you know the local area, Columbus, Ohio, and such. And I bet a ton of sports since I was like, I mean, 14. Statute of limitations is up. <laughs> but I had never been to a casino. So like when I'm 23, an older guy that in, and a buddy of his were going to Atlantic City. And I drove with him, first time in a card room. We walk into Taj Mahal. He says, like, what would this be, 95 maybe? And the guy who's like 60 or whatever looks up and goes, see that chandelier? He goes, I bought that for him. (laughs) That stuck with me. But think about it. They don't make the billion-dollar hotels being stupid. And right now, they got a number up that if you're not sharp, if you're just a normal better, you can't bet the Suns. Meaning, there's no rationale to it. Thus, it's going to be so one-sided 
They don't buy chandeliers putting up one-sided bats. The, the public, the Barney at the bar benefits from. There's something funny going on. Take my word for it. When we come back, oh, we just got the other all those series. None of them are going to befuddle me, and we'll have my best bet on it, too. That's coming up next, but first, we did it in March. Why not do it in May as well? The playoffs are here, and that means bracket time. That's right. Everything is better as a bracket challenge. Be sure to join Fox Sports Radio's Basketball Playoffs Bracket Challenge presented by Wolf and Shepard. Fill out a playoff bracket at foxsportsradio.com and compete against Fox Sports Radio hosts and fellow listeners. The listener in first place wins a $1,000 gift card. Fill out your bracket now until noon Eastern time on Saturday and get official rules at foxsportsradio.com. The bracket challenge is all presented by Wolf and Shepard, athletic-inspired dress shoes at wolfandshepard.com. He's R.J. Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the world. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will take a closer look at every series to start the NBA playoffs. I got to be honest, this is a almost a historic day to join I've never felt so frustrated. I hate not having the answer, <laughs> but the feedback I've gotten, social media and such, is like this conversation about the Lakers is the kind of actionable info, the idea of saying Vegas says one thing and pretty much the rest of the world says the other. That's a rare thing, but it's a great day to know it. So let me quickly recap. The Lakers line in the series against Phoenix, the odds to win the series, says Lakers are about 60%. That seems super low. Everyone's going, oh my gosh, is that low? At least amongst the analytics people and certainly the casual fans. Then you look at game one, and Phoenix is at home favored by more than the typical home court advantage, which says unequivocally in the eyes of the betting market in game one, Phoenix is the better team. How can Phoenix be considered the better team? Unless, as I speculate, LeBron James is hurt and the biggest batters know it and they're gobbling up as much as possible on the Suns. I'm not saying I'm not reporting that. I'm saying it's by deductive reasoning. What else could it be? LeBron, hey, this dude has got miles on him. Of every player that ever played in the NBA – He has the third most career minutes, regular season and playoffs. Only Carl Malone and Kareem with more. And he's not that far behind him. If you look at playoff minutes in a career, LeBron has 10,811 playoff minutes. So 10,800 plus. Kareem had 8,800. So 2,000 less. Malone had under 8,000. So playoff minutes, which is what? Taxing, Jonas, what would you estimate? Maybe 50% extra effort? You know, 1.5 in a playoff game? Yeah, I mean, some of these playoff games are just exhausting. These guys look completely worn out. I mean, that play-in game against the Warriors, everybody looked worn out after that one. If you look at how many minutes 
Kareem and Carl Malone and LeBron had at the same age, at LeBron's current age, both Malone and Kareem would have been about four years behind, four seasons worth of games behind. <laughs> I mean, now, does that mean he's injured here more than we think? No, but it means if he were, it wouldn't be shocking. This guy's been Herculean. I'm not a LeBron lover, but his longevity and his uh, durability, A+. plus. It's changing now a little bit. One last thing on this. McKenzie has a theory, which I think has holds a little water, but I don't know. Quickly. The only other series that it reminded me of was the Warriors-Rockets in 2018, where if you looked at the series price, you thought the Rockets would be a way bigger underdog in Game 1. I remember you guys speculating, this is before I was on the team, it was likely because Harden has a history, and so did D'Antoni, of kind of fading in games five, six, and seven. The Warriors, the opposite, defending champions. Now, so that's an interesting point. You could see, hey, LeBron, if the chips are down, all of his experience later in the series, he gets better. Okay, maybe. But it's not just LeBron's going to get better. It's supposedly the other team's going to get worse. But what is there about Phoenix? I guess maybe Chris Paul was a choker. But, I mean, I don't believe that necessarily, but that narrative is out there. But I'm telling you, we're talking the fact that something like this is going to be tiny and the the discrepancy in the line. Like, let me ask you this, Jonas, last question on this. It's just crazy. If you walk in a normal bar in every town USA and you got every NBA fan there and there's 100 of them and you say Phoenix is laying three, in game one, how many are betting Phoenix? Not Is it even ten percent? <laughs> no, no, I, I hardly any at all. Less than ten percent. And if you say, "Oh, Lakers, you got to lay a buck fifty to win a buck on them winning the series," how many of that in every town USA bar are betting Phoenix? Majority. In fact, they would probably oh, no, uh, betting Phoenix. I'm saying. Oh, oh, to, oh no, uh, like a, a small amount. Majority the Lakers. So why would the bookies in the most popular team in the NBA, the Lakers, put a lineup that 90-plus percent of the people are going to bet the Lakers? It's because they want them to bet the Lakers. That's all there is to it. And this is why we're the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Let's get to it. The NBA playoffs get going this weekend, RJ. We have got four series in the Eastern Conference, four in the Western Conference, one play-in game to, to be determined later on tonight between Golden State and Memphis. But nonetheless, the field is set for the most part in the NBA playoffs. Yeah, so why don't we run down uh, any order you want, and uh, we'll only do about a minute or two on each of the series, but we got some good stuff. Yeah, we'll start with the 6-3 matchup in the Eastern Conference. It is the Heat, the 6 seed, and the Milwaukee Bucks. Right now, the current series price for that one is Milwaukee minus 305. Okay, so think about that. My, Milwaukee's a monster favorite over the Heat relative to what a lot of people think. Remember, this Heat team beat them last year. This Heat team is also a team, you could make the case, has been hurt by COVID as much as any team or right up there. So what does that mean? Maybe the regular season has been deceivingly negative for Miami. Now, Milwaukee's regular season was good, but not as good as the prior two years that were historic. Historic. But part of the bad, we'll call it, or downgrade of Milwaukee in the regular season was driven by them bringing in some key new players and them trying some different lineups, trying some different schemes, 
just saying, what can we do come playoff time? We'd rather win a few less games of the regular season. So to me, they did Milwaukee what the Baltimore Ravens won't do with Lamar Jackson. They fail in the playoffs because he can't pass. They fail, he can't pass. And they don't pass him because they want to blow teams out in the regular season. Well, Milwaukee said, we're going to keep trying things to try to get ready for the playoffs. So if you downgrade him too much for the regular season, being a little less than prior years, I think you're making a mistake. I would say, Jonas, this is the most split series where I know people I respect that like both sides of this one, I'm going to pass it. Yeah, and they feel, it feels like Miami's getting a lot of love, especially after last last season, the performance in the bubble that, that the Heat are looked at as a team that's a legitimate problem for a lot of people. And I think when you got Giannis with his particular style of play, even though he's trying to tweak things. Got a nice anti-toko umpo. <laughs> I think the point can be made that Miami's win last year in the series is meaningful. This is the closest series price in the Eastern Conference. It is the 4-5 matchup. The Knicks, the 4-seed. The 5-seed are the Atlanta Hawks. And right now, it's the 5-seed Atlanta, currently a minus-121 favorite in the series. I'm going to give my best bet right now. Remember, McKenzie's got a great prop. Best bet next segment. Double him up. I'm taking Atlanta here. It's real simple. Since the coaching change and some of the players came back, Atlanta's playing much better. So if you look at their season numbers, they're not telling to the, what the team is today. The Knicks, on both offense and defense, there's a concept called luck, which is how many three-pointers should have the opponents made and how many did they make and how many did the Knicks make and how many should they have made. So it's a variance from what should have happened based on stats. The Knicks have been the luckiest shooting team, both defensively defending and offensively. And what do we know about the playoffs? Everyone plays hard. The Knicks' big advantage has been playing hard this year. I think that at about a pick and price, Atlanta, best bet when it comes to the series. Do you like that, Jonas? Yeah, and I also like, and we talked about it yesterday, Nate McMillan's approach to kind of throw out the, hey, just to let you know, it feels like the Knicks are being uh, favored here. They're getting favoritism. The league wants the NBA. In. I thought being proactive, or yeah, the, uh, the being proactive about it, I thought was a, a good strategy. And fine, 25000 for that. But hey, I don't have to pay any of that. <laughs> Best bet on the Hawks. So we're going to continue with the series. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hawks host thing where I, pick, I have to pick every series and all that. Yeah. I don't know if you've done that. What, what's the best way for people to check that out? Hey, they can go to foxsportsradio.com and, and get involved in the bracket challenge. It's oh, awesome. so it, oh, okay. So you're competing against me. Yeah. Well, why would anyone do that, John? <laughs> that seems wacky they to me. Talk about a bad bet. <laughs> but you beat Jonas beat me in what was it? Was it the March Madness? No, it was last year's playoffs. He got me. Oh my gosh, was he happy? I mean, he was. I mean, admit it, you were smiling. I mean, it's you know, it's the one time an athletic <laughs> guy dunks in his life. He's got to he's got to talk about it, even though the rim was shorter and you know it was a weird setup. Well, I could know, dunk I felt... with the eight footers back yeah. in the day. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Let's take our final break. I'll touch on and actually looking through my papers during the news, listening to the news though, I saw one thing that kind of backs up Phoenix again. I'm not sure. I don't bet Phoenix here. But I don't, I mean, such a bad price, but this stat is gonna kind of make some sense on all the Phoenix love of Munch the Wise guys and McKenzie with his best bet. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, and it's money making time next here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! 
Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. And we will get back into the opening round of the NBA playoffs. First, want to let you know we are brought to you by NHTSA. There's no such thing as a good excuse for not buckling up. Law enforcement are writing tickets, so why take the risk? Do the smart thing and start buckling up every trip, day or night. Click it or ticket paid for by NHTSA. RJ, we've been going down every series in the NBA. Uh, we last left off at the Nets and the Celtics. It's the biggest favorite. In the Eastern Conference, Brooklyn, a minus 1,200 to win the series. Yeah, and I think that one is good to actually talk about the odds because Boston, with their pedigree, there's going to be a sense of, oh, this is kind of a tough series. No, less than a 10% chance for the Celtics. <clears throat> Colin was talking about this today that, you know, Nets are probably going to roll. And what does it mean? Probably not a ton. But McKenzie. He's looking like he's very nervous. He's not going to have, have time for his best bat. <laughs> so here's what I'm going to do. I told you in the tease that there's another reason Phoenix maybe is getting this love. We did a study, and I'm going to tweet this out. So at RJ in Vegas, you can get this in about an hour. At RJ in Vegas. It's a good follow. We said, let's take all the playoff teams and say, how did they do against winning teams? Because let's be candid, in the playoffs, you play winning teams. That's what's pertinent. Then we said, but let's also remove the games, even if it's against winning teams, in which key players were missing. So we went through. Now, with the Nets, we actually said if two of the three are there, we'll keep it. But each team, we made a judgment of how good are they now and what examples during the season had the same type of players or the same players. And then we said, let's throw out one more thing, back-to-backs. Because there's no back-to-backs in the playoffs. What's left? We looked, saw the straight-up record, saw the ATS record, saw the ATS margin. What's the ATS margin? How many points did they exceed expectations? Number one on that list, the Phoenix Suns of all the playoff teams, 16-5 and against the spread. Straight up? Now, remember now, against winning teams, not back-to-back with their key players, the Suns were 18-4 and this year. 18-4. and Now, you look at a team like the Lakers. Oh, let me see. The Lakers against the spread were 4-4, 6-2 straight up. But hold on a second. They've only had eight games the entire year with LeBron, with AD, not a back-to-back against a winning team. Only eight games. Suns had 22. It feels like the question marks with the Lakers are big, big, big. 
And this kind of backs it up. By the way, the second team on this list against the spread, Jonas, Washington Wizards, 10-3. and <laughs> Kind of interesting. So let's jump to Golden State and the Grizzlies. I'm going to set it up, and then let's see how McKenzie does. This is a big day for him. Yeah, and it is the final playoff spot to be determined. It's the eight seed coming up later on tonight. It is all on the line in Oakland, up in the Bay Area, rather, San Francisco. And it's the Grizzlies at the Warriors. Golden State, a five-point favorite right now on pregame.com. And you said it right, Jonas. This is an elimination game. Win or go home. And... I think it's pretty certain the NBA, as we talked about yesterday, wants Golden State to advance if they had their choice. And how would they affect that? Are they fixing the game? No. But it's my belief, and it's many betters' belief, what they'll do in spots like this is say, what kind of referee would do well for the team we want to advance? And what we know is that Golden State, outside play with Steph, inside, eh, not their strong suit. Memphis, mighty good inside offense. So how do you affect this series or this game? I think you do by putting a ref or refs in there that is don't call a lot of fouls down low. So what's going to happen? Big, big post guys, I think, from Memphis get the ball. They're getting hacked. They're getting blocked. They're getting shoved. And the whistles just aren't blowing. Now, that made me like Golden State. I'm going to call that a lean right now, not a bet, because it's up to five. It was three and a half yesterday, so people agree with me. McKenzie, though, came up with a brilliant, and I say that sincerely, way to get at this game, and it involves the key defender for Golden State, Draymond Green. How are you betting Draymond? Over two and a half steals and blocks combined. You said it, RJ. One push, one thing not called would be a huge advantage for us down the stretch of this game. Okay, so think about this. This prop is readily available. It's not some obscure prop. And what it is is you add up the steals, you add up the blocks. So Draymond, a game you would say at least similar in its intensity, how many of those did he have against the Lakers, steals and blocks combined? Six. Six. And the over-under is two and a half. And a little extra vig on the over, right? But not much. Yeah, minus 130. And I am one of those people that believes the league has a vested interest. We just saw the Warriors put up a record number as far as TV ratings. Yeah, like we said, it was the highest TV ratings of any NBA game in two years for ESPN. And you think they want Memphis or Golden State, and it's only over two and a half? I love this. What do you think, Jonas? By the way, about 60 seconds ago, the line on pregame.com just dropped. It's Golden State minus four and a half now. Because of McKenzie's pick? (laughs) (laughs) Now, if you actually look at it, and I'm looking at the screen right now, it's four and a half minus 14, which is almost the same as five. So they changed the VIG a little bit. So it's a little smidge move down. and But I, I think it's a smaller move than you might think because it ticked that way. But the you know it's almost like minus three, minus 120 yeah. before it gets to three and a half. But what do you think? Do you have any thoughts on Draymond higher energy? We saw it last game. And to me, I like this bet a little bit, even if the refs aren't going to be favorable for the Golden State defense. If they are, I love this bet. What do you think? Yeah, my, my only concern is just, is there going to be fatigue? That That's it. That's my only concern with Golden State. I think they're by far and away the better team. I think Steph's capable of going off. I think they've got the experience in this setup. Draymond Green was awesome last game. I don't think, I don't think that guy talked about a lot so yeah i like golden state here i'm just wondering about if they've got the legs 
Yeah, you know, but again, it was a big game. It's at home, and the market is saying Golden State should win this game pretty cleanly, four and a half or five. So I hear you, but I'm co-signing Mackenzie Best Bat, Draymond over when it comes to steals and blocks over two and a half. I co-sign. I'm batting it. We are straight out of Vegas. If you missed any of today's show, you can check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com. And we're back on Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern time right here on FSR. Straight out of Vegas!